If you had asked me a year ago whether large U.S. health systems were delivering better results as a direct result of their scale, I'd have told you no. That does not mean health systems are generally underperforming or poorly managed, but the data my advisory board colleagues and I study suggests that more size and more complexity generally do not translate to improved performance relative to other organizations. And that's true for clinical outcomes, cost of care, and the financial bottom line. Why not, though, is an interesting question. Economics 101 would suggest that scale should confer a host of benefits. But whatever the theoretical gains in efficiency that supposedly come from scale, they appear to be counterbalanced and maybe even outweighed by the complexity that goes along with it. So think about things like IT integration, clinical care coordination, developing and adhering to best practices, even the complexity of decision-making in a matrixed environment with many stakeholders who often have competing incentives. All of those things are hard. But maybe there's some good news. The unprecedented circumstances of this past year's pandemic have introduced very strong incentives to change. And as a result, I see some pretty compelling new evidence that scale might actually be creating those tangible advantages when wielded strategically. But to more fully prove that, to prove that their scale is in fact a net positive to their communities and themselves, health systems are going to have to show that they can build on those accomplishments once the urgency of COVID-19 recedes into the rearview mirror. Let's unpack that a little bit. Health systems this past year demonstrated incredible resiliency, capability, and agility during the public health crisis. They began to act like systems, as organized, interconnected parts of a whole. Faced with an unprecedented situation, public health crisis, leaders restructured decision-making protocols to respond quickly to events on the ground. Sometimes that was through centralization. Sometimes that was through decentralization. They designated specific sites of care for COVID-19 patients, diverting others to alternative locations. They moved clinical staff across markets to mirror shifts in demand, ensuring they had adequate coverage during surges. They created new dashboards with comprehensive views of system-wide supply inventory, allowing them to identify and resolve shortages more quickly. In short, they've demonstrated systemness. They've oriented around value to the whole organization rather than individual entities or stakeholders. And this is absolutely to their credit. Lives have been saved because of those accomplishments. So where these organizations go from here will say a lot about the outlook for health systems in a post-COVID world. Leaders have made the types of bold changes that have long been theoretically possible, but rarely demonstrated in practice. If their achievements in the face of this crisis fail to convince other leaders that systemness is in fact worth pursuing more aggressively in service to the evergreen challenges that I talked about earlier, then nothing will. Put simply, I think the next 12 to 18 months represent a litmus test for the validation of systemness as the conceptual heart of the modern health systems value proposition. In my role at Advisory Board, I spend a lot of time working with health system executives on these ideas, how to apply insights to their organizational leadership. I'm telling them three things about their pursuit of systemness post-COVID. The first one, and I think it's the most important, identify the root causes that enabled you to act more like a system this past year. What was it? 
Was it a change in incentives? Was it a different organizational design? Was it clearer lines of accountability? Was it streamlined decision-making? Whatever those underlying drivers were, those are telling you a lot about how to achieve systemness when you tackle other initiatives in the future. Second, ask yourself a hard question. How can you use the innovations from the past year and repurpose them to serve another objective? I'm going to channel my personal trainer here, but when we don't exercise muscles, they atrophy. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen to your systemness efforts. What else could, for example, the command center model for decision-making do for your organization? How can you adapt the data flows that you put in place during COVID-19 and the dashboards to provide you with better information about how the parts of your organization are performing relative to the whole during more normal times? Is it inevitable that the staffing models you use and the physical space configurations that you've developed are going to revert to pre-pandemic norms, or can you maintain a higher floor for flexibility and agility moving forward? All of those things, I think, are very important if we're going to hold the gains. Third, and it's easy to understate this one, embrace the power of storytelling as a mechanism for changing your institutional culture. Many health systems are already very good at storytelling. They use it to talk about things like safety and the patient experience and the values that we hold dear as an institution. But in too many organizations, the systemness successes of 2020 remain a well-kept secret. Health systems and their employees ought to feel a tremendous sense of pride for everything they accomplished this past year. And those accomplishments need to become embedded in the language of the organization as well-told and oft-repeated stories, not lost in a slide deck somewhere. When these stories are retold and celebrated, then the examples of impact that we had rooted in the change that we faced can retrain institutional muscle memory and help defy the gravitational pullback to the old way of doing things. In summary, I can't say for certain if the specific tactics that were developed in response to COVID-19 are going to help health systems address their longer-term challenges around quality and cost and access. But I can say for certain that leaders in this industry have talked for years about the promise of systemness to address those things often without the accompanying evidence to support that claim. This past year has given us that evidence. We should all aspire to act on it. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Willis, Vice President with Advisory Board Research, and I have the unbelievable privilege of leading the team of experts and thought leaders who work with healthcare organizations to drive strategic change. I've been with the company about 20 years, and I have a particular passion for the intersection of organizational strategy and culture. If you are interested in what we talked about today and you'd like to learn more, I invite you to follow me on LinkedIn, or please reach out to me if my team or I can be of service to you in any way. Thanks again.